This is Patty Manny's. No. Was it Skeeter? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember they would do the song and it was so catchy to me? I was like, this is music. No, no, no. It was like banging on a trash can. No, I don't remember that one. If we Googled banging on a trash can. Into a small beat. I don't remember the rest. Uh, okay well welcome to the what we have in common podcast where we talk about doug and other uh funny people funny childhood uh tv shows that just strike a chord i think i find myself when i'm not Mm. thinking about much i just go but this episode (laughs) This episode. I'm so distracted. That's okay. This episode, we get to talk with Carissa, uh, vice president of H2 Public Relations. And Carissa is the maybe longest standing member of Moniker Commons, still as an active member. She's been here since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, before I even started. And I was almost the beginning. I am the beginning. No, 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 no. Um, but it was. But she's. I mean, she is so plugged into the hospitality scene here in San Diego. Yeah. That she knows what's going on. She knows when things are changing. She knows who's taking over what. Mm-hmm. Um. It was, also, she works like a boss, babe. Yeah. She, she does, and she. I mean, she kind of talks about this a little bit. She's constantly always on. She said that as a publicist, she has to be on twenty four seven and always like listening for angles and opportunities. Mm-hmm. So really fun to dive into that kind of side. But then also one of my favorite parts was when we when she talked about the Tour de San Diego or oh, twenty four hours in San Diego. Tour de San Diego. And hers is a good one. I know, and I'm just really excited because her and I we live in different neighborhoods. And so it's fun to hear, even from you, it's fun to hear restaurants that I don't think about or know about. <laughs> Anything outside of OB? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know the last time I went on a freeway. <laughs> I could literally just ride my bicycle to work and and not, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and not go on a freeway. And not go on a freeway. <laughs> uh, but this episode's great. Um, so stay tuned. Yeah. Be excited. Yeah. Good to hear what... Hear all about the hospitality scene here in San Diego. <laughs> we out. Bye. God, this is so weird. I can hear myself. I don't like it. I like it. Can I turn down my volume? I can't. Huh? No. To nope. hear it? No, because you have to hear us. Oh, that's so bad. Um, <laughs> so dark horse. Dark horse. Dark horse. I couldn't talk like this. I'd have to hear this, right? That's uh, if you, I mean, if you, you don't need to wear the headphones. Because if you I, can hear us, I can hear you guys. Okay. I just feel like I'm gonna, like I can hear myself, yeah. and then it trips me out. Okay. Oh. Then don't do it. Okay. Let me just try. Oh, can we? We'll just continue to try. It like of course. This. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Dark horse is my number one favorite coffee roaster, and I live serendipitously. Decided to live down the street from them. Bought a house like a block away from Dark Horse. Which, which is in Normal Heights. Nice. Yeah. But I just drink coffee with cream. Wait. How long from Dark Horse? Yeah. I, just, I mean, get it. Okay. And then I make it at home. Oh. I'm not that fancy. Okay. Like have an espresso or anything like that. I wish I was. But oh, the dream. When did you guys buy the home? 
2017 horrible idea to move into a house on your 30th birthday. Don't <laughs> do it. It's a bad idea. What was so bad about it? Uh, you know, I mean, if you're into your birthday, which I am, I don't know why I agreed to move in on my birthday. When's your birthday? June 21st. Oh, you know, cause you're like, it's you, warm. You'd rather celebrate. Uh, yeah, it's warm too. In normal heights. And normal heights is like 10 degrees warmer yes. than Liberty Station. So, um, yeah, no, I love the neighborhood. I love normal heights. It's, it's so interesting to just think about now that I'm living there because I grew up in that neighborhood. My family lived over in University Heights, oh. which is just the next neighborhood over. Oh, and so I went cool. to this, uh, this school that's down the street. And now I'm like one of those people that, uh, you know, living in a neighborhood I grew up and I have a <laughs> kid and going to the same park. And it's just so strange to me because I never thought that it would get to that yeah, point. You but know? Probably pretty special. Yeah, for sure. Wow. So you were born in San Diego. Yes, born in San Diego, only wow. slightly rarer than a unicorn, so they say. They that's funny. Ryan, who we interviewed last, he was is also born in San Diego, so we're that. in this interesting trend. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I always get my response. People's responses. Oh my gosh, I don't know anyone from San Diego. And I'm like, I know so many people from San Diego, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, was I can't complain growing up here. Yeah. I feel like I was just as Ryan probably would say, so spoiled. Yeah, the weather, the neighborhoods uh the ease of getting around the people um you can't help but just be in a good mood when you're out here totally Mm -hmm. so what high school did you go to i went to our lady of peace Ah, all girls private catholic shout out (laughs) (laughs) wasn't by choice but it didn't regret it um like i said my family lived close by so i mean i literally just flew down the street in my car no hairbrush for a week you know, threw on, slept in a uniform. <laughs> I mean, it's so nice to not have to care about that stuff. Um, you know, what you look like. I Bronzing know. on the school patio deck, you know, yes. during during lunch lunch hours. No kidding. How big was the class or the school? Gosh. I like think small? It was like, yeah, it was small. I think, yeah. I think there were like 25 students per class, I want to say. Are you still in touch with anyone that you went to Oh, yeah. With? Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of my close girlfriends cool. are I'm still... They're oh, nice. That's friends. amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of dreamy. That makes me really miss my friends that I was close with. I know. It's so wild because, I mean, like my brother, for example, went to Saints, but some of his best friends still date back to kindergarten growing wow. up in like private elementary school. No way. Yeah. So um, I feel like you'll, you'd probably hear that a lot from people who live in the same, st- who still live in the same city as they grew up. I'm yeah. sure that if you were back, oh, totally. you know, back where you grew up, you would still be friends with those people. Yeah. So it's nice. I, I love it. I love living in San Diego still. Yeah, that is really, really special. Um, so you grew up in San Diego, Normal Heights area. And after high school, did you go to, where'd you go to college? I went to San Diego State University. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> born, born, bred, and maybe dead in San Diego. I know. <laughs> I... Know. Um, I honestly didn't know where I wanted to go to school. I didn't even know what I wanted to major in. Um, I explored other schools elsewhere, like Northern California. And I don't know when I went and visited them. I was just like, I don't, it sounds so stupid, but I don't think I could live in this weather for a long period of time up in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I ended up sticking around San Diego. Um, and it's funny because a lot of, you know, looking back in college, a lot of your friends as they progress into like junior and senior year, inevitably are like, I wish I was back in San Diego. And so I ended up staying and I, and I found it helpful because during those summer periods, you know, you can acquire internships and work in an area that you could potentially still broaden your career path. Sure. Um, So, but yeah, I went to San Diego state, 
didn't know what I wanted to do. I think at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to be an, an art an art, an art major and interior designer and then that was a horrible idea because the thought of like actually designing a blank room is just absolutely terrifying I'm not that creative <laughs> Lorna I have full confidence that you would be able to do that wow I'm honored that <laughs> overwhelms me too much yeah too. but uh eventually made my way into communications degree and I've always enjoyed the written language and obviously just communicating with individuals and um telling you know various brand stories so yeah that's me in a nutshell at college. Wow. Did you play any sports growing up? I did. I played soccer. Nice. And I wanted to pursue that. And in college? Yeah, but I did Amazing. not I, I just did not have the talent for that. My younger brother <laughs> is like super, super athletic, full ride, yeah. um, incredibly talented. And I tell my parents like he got all the good athletic genes and uh, I was left with just just, <laughs> no, just the, nothing the, get it. but nothing I'm the firstborn so I don't really understand how that worked out but um yeah, that's but interesting. yeah it's interesting to think like I think about my brother and myself and I'm not gonna say I'm more athletic than him because we kind of play different different t- style sports mm-hmm. like he was baseball and he was really good at baseball mm-hmm. uh but I played football and wrestled and they're I feel like they're at a different athletic type yeah. Right. It's like very, very different. So it's hard to compare that apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I, I did play my sport in college. Yeah. I'd have the competitiveness of a oh, professional athlete. Yeah. Now, that but not, I, the ta- not the real raw <laughs> talent. <laughs> Knowing you as a person, I would definitely agree that there is. Yeah. It look. it feels like there's competitive fire. <laughs> Someone call that drive. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. Drive. Good, good spin. Good, you said you drive. said uh, <laughs> prior to you coming in, he's like if you were to imagine or you just start like you know you're walking through Monica Commons and then we see Carissa, she's always so focused. Oh, yeah, really? And you seem just you seem like you're when you're working, it. you're in yeah. it and you're focused and maybe driven is the word. Like when you're working, you are just zoned in. And I'm like, I'm always impressed because I just like say I'm like. That I can be there for like 30 seconds and then I'm like, uh, what's next? What's the next one thing? That's so funny. It took me a while to get to be that point in a working in a co-working environment. Sure. Because okay. I think when I first came into Moniker, yeah. I wasn't used to having so many people around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I I tell that to people who are interested in exploring co-working. I'm like, it just you gotta give it like a month, two months, and then you'll really get into the groove. And mm-hmm. it's so much fun. Like being able to communicate with all these people mm-hmm. and sidebar when you want to, but you can right. just kind of focus at your, you know, they're not going to bother you necessarily <laughs> if you're working, but that's so interesting. Yeah. It's not, I hope I'm not like one of those gifts of the cat. That's not at all. No, no. Just, just, I feel like when we, when you like get within your like zone zone, then you're like, ah, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. yeah total so. blinders on. Yeah. Um, and you're one of our OG members. I am. I mean, as OG as I think I'm on day two. Yeah, and wow. I I would even say like if there if you could say like BC before day two before we even opened you were there because I was part of the team who opened it mm-hmm. and I remember coming in my first day and you were already there. Yeah, and then there were a couple other teams. So yeah, before you guys opened, I had had the conversation with Nate and Ryan I, and like we want to work down there it's amazing. and we were we were signed on to work with Liberty Station too to Got help it. with the redevelopment news and so just being down here made sense I love the neighborhood I mean this is like Pleasantville 
driving into Liberty Station. It's, it's so beautiful. It is. It's we're so so That's, lucky to be down here. It's it's quite uh, spoiling. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to work anywhere else. Yeah. I mean I've worked all over San Diego. It's kind of a running joke. Like H 2s probably bounced around every year up until we got into Monica. We worked in Hillcrest, Little Italy, like all sorts of places. And they were so fun. Some some great, not so, some not so great. Um, feces on your doorstep is not a great situation. Um, but <laughs> not, not the preferred way. No, but it's a little different than Dark Horse Coffee first thing yeah. in the morning. <laughs> but uh, but this has been our longest lasting space. I think we've been here for three how long is four four years wow four Four years years yeah we just hit four years uh this month yeah march 2nd i mean it's such an amazing office to work in thanks yeah i love it did you know so did you getting to how you started at moniker commons Mm -hmm. did you know nate and ryan before or it was like a connection through liberty station through Liberty Station, I knew Nate and Scott Andrews. Shout out Scott Andrews. Uh, we, love, we love Scotty. <laughs> um, through them when they were working with McMillan. Ah. Yes. So they were looking to help bring on a team to help spearhead the PR campaign for mm. Liberty Station in this progression pre-Liberty Public Market, yeah. pre-Moniker. Um, you know, of course, Stone and Corbett Diner was already here. But, but like this whole kind of area. That like yeah. Sims Road area. Yep, exactly. So that's where it all started. And I mean, again, going back to being in Liberty Station now, working here, it's like, for me, it's just such a special place in my heart because I've seen this neighborhood grow yeah. just even within the past couple of years. And um, it's some some place that I personally like to come to as well on the weekends. I think also because the fact that I have a little kid, it's such a totally. family friendly area and there's so much open space. Oh, it's perfect. Um but it's fun to see some of these operators, these new operators coming in mm-hmm. and those who continues to see success here are locally owned San Diego homegrown businesses, which I think is really important in yeah. a neighborhood um, that do, you choose to visit. Do you have do you have any particular favorite uh, tenants or food and beverage Ooh. companies that like you've kind of seen come and go throughout throughout the time here in this like Liberty Station area? Yeah. Um, OK, so. Liberty Public Market is obviously the closest to us, and I love Cecilia's in particular. Oh, Cecilia's Taqueria, so good. Carnitas tacos there, and their taquitos are so oh good. Uh, Slurp is a new concept that recently opened. Oh, you told in there. me about this the other yeah, day. So good. Their wonton soup is delicious. Wait with, a minute, where's mm-hmm. Slurp? It's right next to. It's on the same side as Cecilia's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maine Main Lobster, are they next to Maine? I think so. Yes. Same owners as Mama May Thai, which is also a favorite. Uh, what else? So outside of the market, uh, the Presley, I was very, I'm very impressed with. I hmm. love what they're doing over there. The transition from fire, former fireside, not the same ownership, um, but yeah. you know, that space was, is so central to this neighborhood and like right on the main avenue. Yeah. It's kind of what you see first thing coming, driving in. Yeah. So I think that they're doing a great job over there. Um, as far as what is the most exciting thing to come for me my way right now is the Loma Club's renovation. Have you oh, heard about that? I have. Bits and pieces, but yeah. fill us in. So Please. they are planning on renovating the, the interior of the Loma Club. Um, Amazing. It's from the same owners as you and yours or the partners right. of you and yours. Yeah. Um, Laura? Laura. Yeah. Laura Johnson, yeah, but- her husband. And then he also, I think his brother's involved too. Um, so that's in itself oh, going to be gosh. very cool. You know, it's going to be beautiful, amazing cocktails, uh, but also the 
golf course will see the addition of an 18 hole high-end mini golf course so called fun. tappers so that's gonna be really fun and it's not gonna be like those those you know cheesy putt-putt courses yeah. that you you know typically lame. yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's gonna i think it's gonna be really fun and I, really I hear there's gonna be that. cocktails on the course too yeah so. uh, naturally and maybe even a satellite yeah. bar stop like whole nine yeah, maybe. halfway through. <laughs> yeah. We just never leave Liberty Station. Definitely need a refresher after that hard work of mini golf. <laughs> that is incredible. That is really exciting. Yeah, and then obviously Moniker, always Thanks. a fave. Yeah, you guys are always packed in there. Yeah, Moniker General has been obviously really fun, and it's it's been it's been great. It's been a blast. I kind of I like to think about Moniker General kind of as a lab, where it's something that like we just try and test different things and different theories, and it's like, I mean. Moniker General in and as itself is kind of a lab where there's retail, cocktail bar, and coffee. And furniture. And furniture. Yeah. Uh, all in one space and then a little event patio. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like this little lab of like, oh, can this concept work? And within this concept, tweaking different things and trying things and seeing what does work and doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really fun project. But I know. You guys have had some amazing events there too. I'm like dying for oh. Lorna and you guys to to get something rolling again. I know. Soon I, enough. I'm, I'm encouraged by us opening up more and more mm-hmm. um, on the tiers of red and orange and because mm-hmm. the parties and just the hangouts and the events are just what is missing in my life. Yeah, I know. Isn't it wild? And I mean, that's something that segues obviously into my career too is just like the networking element of it. And the FaceTime with people and clients and half of the half the time I get all of the information from my clients by just organically going to the restaurant and talking with them. Yeah, and I sure. miss I miss that social aspect mm. a lot. Uh, especially being in Liberty Station. Yeah. It's like Friday rolls around, happy hour, you know you're about to see, you know, everyone in the neighborhood mm-hmm. at certain spots. So. Yeah. And so being in public relations, are you do you feel like your schedule of how you work and operate and and how you just, you know, mentally your capacity and yeah, I guess how you operate, are you kind of always on and thinking about and kind of like, okay, this would be a cool opportunity to network here. And like, I know this person's tied to there and kind of like, do you hear what I'm saying? Is yeah. that, is that like, is that kind of how you have to totally. operate? It's definitely relations? a 24 seven job. Um, even when you are not, you know, on the weekend, you can't help but like sure brainstorm various opportunities or I might be out somewhere and I'm like oh god that's such a good idea I I personally feel for and I can only speak for myself but um I do I feel like I'm constantly on and the ticker is always going like oh what what could be a unique idea and you're always absorbing information um I feel like when as a publicist um or, or trying to whether that be through your own research and reading and reading magazines and various industry news outlets and things of that nature, or just talking to the operators down here and hearing their insight as to what they, oh, what, sure. what news has been, you know, kind of on the ground, what's the groundswell looking like, what's coming. Uh, those are, yeah, I, d- I definitely feel like I'm, it's kind of like one of those careers where you need to be willing to work all the time. Yeah. Your and, brain is just constantly going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also not, not to, um, not to mention the fact that you are at the beck and call of your clients too, right? Oh, sure. Um, That's a good you know, point. PR is just not nine to five. If your client needs something, there's some sort of crisis that you have to jump on. Uh, you know, that's you're you're there at all hours. <laughs> so. How did how did you get into PR? What what kind of like trigger you or or thrust you thrusted you put you into that that role? The old fashioned way, an internship actually. No way. So yeah. So I mean, that was I was. I had graduated from SDSU. I dabbled in 
internships within the communications realm pre-graduation um, sure. for, for example through like the city of san diego center city development corporation former ccdc which was more like the real estate um and urban planning and so on and so forth here in san diego and so that actually translates to kind of what my clients look like this you know these days but um i just didn't know what i wanted to do <laughs> and i i wonderful. i was in had you know had gone undergone a communications degree and i knew that there were various routes that i could take and i ended up exploring an internship with a local pr firm called jpr here um, and they're an amazing team and have since grown beyond san diego uh, but had a really great experience there worked with some amazing clients as an intern and the word of mouth referral to H2PR related me a career that's now taken me, you know, going on 11 years. Oh, wow. wow. 11 years. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I know. It's it's kind of interesting because I've been with H2 for so long and sometimes I think, well, you know, was there, I see individuals who have m- multiple agency, uh, ex, you know, examples to pull back to or maybe they've gone in house for a certain number of years and then now they're doing agency and but I always look back and I I think I've had such an amazing experience and I work for a woman named Heidi Hagman who's based out in Chicago and that's where our second office is and she's just been the most amazing mentor and supportive um boss I could ever ask for Uh, so I've met Heidi a a bunch and she is a treat she's She's so fun (laughs) she is so fun every time she comes in the front door unexpectedly it is just like this bubbly ball of energy and it's like Heidi (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly who she is yeah she's amazing she was she's from the midwest and she was here in San Diego working as a, a producer for a TV station called KUSI, ah. segued into PR, opened her own firm, then decided she wanted to get back to her Midwest roots, moved out to Chicago. And that's when I started having a larger hand in our San Diego office. Ah, um, that's yeah. that's how that's the connection between Chicago and San Diego. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So San Diego was kind of first. San Diego was first, which is interesting. Wow. From the hospitality world, Chicago seems like the go-to. Sure. Um, but no, San Diego. Wow, that is so fun. Yeah. How big is your team here in San Diego? Right now it's two people okay. and it's been actually, we've, we're always, we've always been boutique um, in both cities and we'll, we intend to stay that way. Uh, I don't know if it's more so the fact that I'm just like love being hands on, <laughs> um, but also I find it to be difficult to grow at a large rate. Um, I it's it can be scary, right? Yeah, you know, totally. Making sure that you're training the right staff, uh, the PR world and the hospitality world in general, like the the talent tends to be you know you're, we're getting interns or junior publicists, and we like to take the route of growing them from within, mm-hmm. from a ground level. Yeah. Um. So finding young individuals and then helping them grow and becoming mentors to them, but um, it's kind of one of those rotating doors to a certain extent when it comes to public relations in San Diego, San Diego. So I'm very, very fortunate that I have an amazing team that's been working with me, um, for a number of years and Bridget, she's been been working with us for like three years almost. Uh, and then our Chicago team has, uh, I want to say like five or six individuals out there. So they're a little bit larger, but we'll we'll always remain boutique and small. It's just to deliver that personalized attention. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You, yeah. you can really be hands-on and personal with, yeah. with your clients and with each other even, right? Like mm-hmm. you probably know a lot of your coworkers um, on, a, on a, a healthy, intimate level that just helps you deliver quality work. Yeah. And my clients know that I'm going to be involved in every one of the campaigns, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So um, just having that peace of mind rather than 
you know, no offense to PR firms who have larger sure. corporate structures. I mean, that works for them and they clearly have the internal structure mm-hmm. to support that. But totally. um, for me, knowing that that they're going to receive that really personal touch from mm-hmm. our senior leadership is important. And it, and not to toot our own horn, but it's been the greatest compliment to our brand is our clients' longevity yeah. in working with us. Um, we, these people tend to grow to be like family, uh, you know, five plus, eight plus years. Yeah, so we're really, 100%. really fortunate. Um, and I'll do everything I can to support them and and maintain our relationships. That's awesome. That's, I love everything about that. I'm a big fan of boutique. You know, and there, like you said, there's a place in a perfect, you know, boutique and larger corporations have the place in the world and it, and it all operates really well. But I do have, there's a, there's something that warms your heart when you see a boutique, anything just getting after it and just thriving and loving what they do yeah. right? and having that personal touch on things. Yeah. And my, I mean, my hats are off to those individuals who can operate a, a large corporate company like that. I mean, I just don't have, maybe I just don't have the skill set, <laughs> but I don't, th- I don't want to go in that direction either. It's a personal choice as yeah, well. Respect. Um, and I'm fortunate to have again, a boss who supports that vision for yeah, our San Diego office, that's cool. um, which we also work in addition to San Diego, we work with clients up and down the West coast, currently uh, real estate companies and in, in the operate in Seattle and San Francisco. Whoa. Um, also, you know, LA and orange County as well. Amazing. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So Lorna and I were talking, I think it was yesterday about the idea of, and and you had a particular phrase for it, and I, I oh, forget the I phrase. Tour de San Diego. She tour oh, de God. San Diego, <laughs> and the, so that it, when she brought this up, game. it struck a chord with me because I remember for myself, this mm-hmm. was probably six years ago. We were sitting in Modern Times with a bunch of friends, pre kids for all of us, and so you know you got so much freedom and flexibility with your timing, and we're just sitting there, and there's probably eight of us and someone brought up the the question if your best friend was coming to san diego mm-hmm. for 24 hours okay and they had never been what is your entire day look like oh and that that i don't know if that's exactly tour de san diego but that's how that idea was introduced okay. to me where i'm like okay they we wake up and that like starts the clock, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting thing to think about because uh-huh. it's like waking up, breakfast, activities, you know, snacks, lunch, j- trying to hit everything, which is really hard to yeah. do in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe just pretending that calories don't count. Um, oh, yeah. You calories know, don't there's, count. There's, never, that's a good point. They don't count. They never count. Uh, you, you have no limit with how much you can eat, right? So you never really get full, but yeah. it's more about the experience. So we were both really curious about what you, um, if you've ever thought about like one of like your go-to breakfast spot, um, maybe like a midday snack or lunch or brunch. If you were to create a tour de San Diego, how oh would you gosh, go about that? That is a loaded question. I That's know. so hard. I I would be really interested to hear also what you guys what, um, picked. We're focused on the food and beverage clearly. Yes. Yeah. We love it. Yes, yeah. Very heavily. And it, activities. One yeah. thing that's interesting. Uh, so when Christine and I talk about this all the time, she's a very big sweets breakfast and I have a very big savory breakfast. Mm-hmm. So her sweets breakfast, her breakfast spot looks way different than mine mm. than if it were 
You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. tells a lot about a person, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. my husband and I are totally different. Oh, okay. He considers himself to have, like, the most advanced palate. <laughs> he's and a lot of times when I've gone out to client <laughs> events, he's, he's so critical about things. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, no, he does have a – he has a good palate. But, uh, yeah, no, we're totally, totally different. Totally different too. than that. Yeah. Uh, but, gosh, that's a really hard question. I mean, I'm going to try to go off of some food and beverage, but also activities. Yes. Uh, Ooh, nice. And I think that if my best friend were coming into town, they would be – I mean, they're, they're very much like me. Yeah, so, totally. Um, oh, gosh. Okay, I'm just... I, this is, like, totally off the cuff because I did not prepare mm-hmm. answers to this question. Uh, living in normal heights, I would probably stick around the neighborhood for the morning um, and maybe do a little walk to one of the neighborhood spots. Um, well, I mean, you got to get your Dark Horse coffee first. Yes, of mm-hmm. course. Dark That's Horse. Number one. Dark Horse. Um, and then probably do like a little brunch. I don't, I think Avoila still does brunch over there. Mm. Um, Avoila. Avoila. It's a little French spot over there. Gosh, on... I am in such a bubble. I've never heard of Avoila. Really? Oh, it's so good. I'm they have write an that amazing down. muscles. Um, so, yeah, do, I would definitely stick around the neighborhood. Also, uh, Black Market Bakery Yum. over there next to Polite Provisions. Whoa, 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 whoa. And this is, again, just sticking more so yeah. in the regional area. But Black Market Bakery has this cute little outdoor space that they've built out. Um, they make all their own bread fresh. <sighs> and they're an OC-based company, and they moved down to San Diego a while ago. But they're mm. really good. I, I love their little bakery and, like, their yeah. breakfast spots. There's a line out the door in the morning. So good, um, What a dream. That I tells do. it all, doesn't it? All women, yes. too, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? The, the company. Yeah, well, I think the two heads in San Diego are, are female. Yeah, the owner is definitely a female baker. I'll check that. Um, yeah, so that would be probably my morning. Of course, throwing a mimosa there. Mm. Um, or Self-made a little... or do you go somewhere? No, or I, don't, from... I don't make anything. I'm a horrible <laughs> cook. <laughs> yeah. Do you get that from Black Market Bakery? I don't think so. I don't think they have alcohol there, but you could okay. maybe if Polite's open and go for a little late brunch, you maybe could pop by Polite. There you go. Maybe Plain your husband canteen. with his refined palate. Will yes. Make- yeah, we'll make the mimosa that's a great you. idea. Um, or you just bring one in your back pocket. Who knows? Now we're um, talking. <laughs> um, and then I would, I love the beach. So mm-hmm. I would have to go down to the beach for a little late morning, midday action. Um, my go-to beach spot, South Mission, mm-hmm. just because I grew up going there. And also Wind and Sea is a favorite. So, yeah. But I think South Mission would be great. And then doing a little, maybe quick little bike ride, boardwalk thing if someone hasn't of come course. to San Diego. it's kind of, you know, you got to, you got to do that and mm-hmm. I work off some of those calories. Um, what are those? Yeah. <laughs> so then I would, and I would do a little beach day and then I would probably, you know, maybe pack some to go. For example, I'm a big sandwich person. Love, yes. love, Ooh. love sandwiches. sandwiches. Okay. Um, some of my favorite sandwich spots, and these might even be considered like underrated little Ooh. smaller spots would be Olive Tree Market. It's a lot of OB 100%. places. Shout out. Olive Tree Market and OB, they have a great deli sandwich menu. Yeah. Um, what else? Actually, while we're on the topic of OB, love Sunny's Mexican food over oh, at OB. Boy. Another underrated. Yeah. They've really blossomed, but I don't think enough people know about Sunny's. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. Um, this is not necessarily a beach sandwich, but Poma's. Oh, as a so mean good. meatball sub and their eggplant parmesan. And you are yes. hitting home on every one of these yes. little spots. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Shout out to Pomos. Yeah. Those are just like some easy to go stuff. I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to bring a meatball sub to the beach <laughs> by all means. Side uh, note real quick, since we're on Pomos, I'm thinking mm-hmm. of that uh, intersection. Have you been to the new kind of revitalized 
Natties. No. Um, yeah, it was Natties. So God it was Natties. Rest in peace, Natties. My husband and I were such die-hard Natties fans, and I got oh. into so many disagreements with people who were it's like, emotional. "That place was horrible." No. But I was like, I loved it. We were there like every week with the eighty-year-old early birds. Like, <laughs> they had know. a great like breakfast special. It was like, oh, I've so never been cheap. there for breakfast. I just would go yeah. for their ground beef tacos, which is so basic. But I <laughs> come on. We we really miss Natty's. And then we had to segue to Ponce's, which is... Did oh, you know right that you, the then. owner of Ponce's actually worked for Natty's back in the day? No way. And That's then they started special. their own thing. So they kind of split. So maybe there was some sort of, you know, beef between them. Oh, interesting. But yeah, it's not the same. But now, now we do go to Ponce's because it's in the neighborhood. And, you know, it's good. But I love... Also, Mexican food's a huge... Definitely a special nice. point in my life. Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, we... You said either Olive Tree or Sunny's or Poma's for like mm-hmm. that midday lunch mm-hmm. kind of sandwich. Yeah, for like a quick beach sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you could bring that to the beach even. Um, Brilliant. Or if you, as you're coming down from Normal Heights, uh, gosh, what's that sandwich? What's the butcher shop that just opened up? It's owned by Trust. The Are Wise Ox. They have amazing it? sandwiches over there know, too. Used to be Heart and Trotter. Yeah, used to be and Heart and Trotter. Then they came in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have incredible that. sandwiches, and not to mention meat and all sorts of yeah. house-made condiments mm. and you know anything you might need um that place is awesome so yeah beach and then who knows maybe a little midday uh bevy i'm not really i don't really head into like pb area so often but i might pop over into um like liberty station over here mm. and maybe swing by moniker for a drink or stone mm. Uh, nice. That might be a fun one. And then, or you could always do uh, modern times. Love modern times. Yes. They're yeah. coffee too. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And then I would, uh, I'd head home for a little bit, you know, reef group and then definitely do something a little more fun for the evening. You know, uh, go out to one of the newer restaurants that's opened up. I love going out to dinner. Yes. Um, my husband and I typically stick to the same places, but wouldn't give it the chance, you know, checking out, uh, for example, like Waverly up north, mm, uh, Jolie, uh, maybe even getting up to North County might be fun just to explore a couple yeah. new options. What are the typical, like, you and your husband's go-tos Ooh, for dinner? Okay, so, I mean, we used to live in South Mission. Okay. For, like, he lived down there for 13 years, right there on the boardwalk. Die hard. And we typically would go over to OB. Um, we'd have to drive, right? Uh, pretty far. We, yeah. Or, or go up to... Go all the way around. Yeah, there's not so many places down <laughs> in that little South Mission no. you know, entrance area. Um, but now that we're over in Normal Heights, like we really do take advantage of the fact that things there's so many things around us that are so mm-hmm. close. So we typically will go to... I already mentioned Ponce's, but we love Cucina Sorella. Anything over in Kensington. Um, what is that ramen place that's blinking right now? I'm blinking on the... The ramen place that's over there by Polite Provisions and Soden Swine and um, oh, I forgot about it. I forgot Soden the name of it. Swine. Anyways, there's a ramen place. Oh, the- hot, she- hot. No, it's, I- it's a by the ice cream spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. They, I don't they're really, really, really good ramen. I can't, I can't believe I forgot the name. Um, also over there is Cantina Mayoel. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. The mole. Uh, I know. I'm home right just there, thinking huh? about like everything that's over there. I'm like getting really <laughs> excited about it. Um, yeah, I love Cantina Mayola. Their tacos are so simple, but like that with a margarita, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Wow. Their we, happy hour too, so good. Mm-hmm. And we also have we, we also had this uh, this newer spot open up, kind of just down, right next to Dark Horse too. I can't believe I'm blanking on that name as well. Um, Ska Bar. 
ska bar. Mm. It, actually, they have really great food. It's an Asian concept. Um, and then they also opened up a rooftop deck. Ooh. And they do cocktails. Their cocktails nice. are amazing Let's as well. Check this out. Yeah. That so. is really fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're. I can't wait to re-listen to this because there are a lot of nuggets in there that, I mean, I I live in OB, so very much, and I work in Liberty Station, Point Loma, so very much a bubble. Uh-huh. It very rarely do I get on the freeway, and but, but usually it's driven by food places, Yeah. but I'm very excited to like explore all of these options. Yeah, I feel like we've gotten more boring since we've become parents where we just stick around our neighborhood out of ease <laughs> convenience. and convenience and necessity, <laughs> but... Uh, but we're again. If you you have to be fortunate when you live in a neighborhood yeah. that has oh, walkability 100%. and such amazing yeah. dining and you know drink yeah. places to be yeah. able to go visit. Lorda, where do you live? Well, <laughs> I'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. A current as of now, I'm in Bankers Hill. Oh, nice! But, I love Bankers yeah. Hill. Honey sushi, my favorite. Wait sushi. a minute. Oh. Okay, I can always go for sushi. Never been. Oh. Oh okay. my gosh. I'll have to do that so in the next week because I'm moving. Lunch tomorrow. <laughs> Good. That's your lunch tomorrow. Yeah. They <laughs> open at 1130. FYI. Don't try to eat raw fish before 1130. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, I need, I need to go back to something because uh, Lorna and I, just before this, we were talking about uh, how the parents evening, like a typical <laughs> evening, right? The typical evening Jeez. hours for the general public mm-hmm. is like probably six six p.m. till nine. Yeah, right. And uh, Lorna was was telling me how one of her friends just mentioned to her that she wants to go do something at four o'clock, but she <laughs> referred to it as the evening. She's like, "Hey, we have plans for tonight. Um, we're gonna go to this brewery. Um, so if you want to meet us around four. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not tonight. That's like twilight that's like hour. This afternoon. But then, it's but still then sun lunch. outside. Yeah. <laughs> but then, totally going to a parent's perspective, where I'm like, okay, well, I totally get it because my day, my evening is done at seven, mm-hmm. and by done at seven, the kids are hopefully in bed mm-hmm. at seven, maybe seven thirty, which means dinner's like six. Yeah. Which means any activities out are four to six yeah which I'm, begins i'm to on board like with that yeah, yeah okay. that's my world right now in fact i'm planning a dinner for some girlfriends one of which is coming into town next week and we're doing like a seven o'clock reservation and i was like <gasps> whoa wow, wow. This is so mom's night out i still am not sure where i'm going i'm so indecisive because it's like i'm so excited yeah. i don't know right. what to choose so oh, gotta man. figure that out that's so fun and yeah. so you said your son is 18 months yeah he's a year and a half yeah, it's so funny. Like being in that world, you, if you don't have a kid, you're like 18 months. 19, what just say he's one years old for God's sake? But now I'm like, oh, he's 19 Let's be months. Exactly. 19 yeah. months. Yeah. Well, it is a big difference between like one and a half, 18 months is vastly different from one to two. Oh yeah. You know, totally. It's. I mean, he's probably starting to like jibber jabber talk a little bit say some mm-hmm. words yeah walking, he's so fun but running. he's kind of just this week getting to that stage where he's a little bit of like mm, oh, mischievous testy. Mm, yeah testy. where i'm like ooh, ooh, no you don't he I like do looks at like you that. as he does it yeah yeah like he's definitely mischievous i'll spare the other word that i was thinking <laughs> of but yeah he's so much fun i mean it's everyone i relate to that so much it's the best (laughs) what's one of the recent mischievous things that he's done where it's it's like you you kind of have this thought of like that is 
so wrong, but I'm so entertained by this because it's the funniest thing watching an 18 month old oh, it's like so... go through these emotional processes yeah. of this is wrong. I know it, but I'm going to do it. God, I don't even know what it is, but I feel like they're, they, they happen multiple times a day where <laughs> uh-huh. he'll yeah. do something yeah. and then I'm trying to have that straight face of like, no, <laughs> don't do that. But then I'm like laughing so hard because it's so funny. Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, he's trying to gag himself with a with a silicone straw yesterday, for example. And I was like, oh, don't do that. Like, and then he was doing this family. Like, it is just not a good situation. But yeah, there that happens multiple times multiple a day. Times. Yeah, I think that that saying is that you know, like as a toddler, you're either you're just trying to prevent them from killing themselves twenty four seven. You know, totally, uh, totally, but. Two days ago, both of my girls discovered blowing bubbles into milk, mm, which is, I remember it like triggered me into like such this fun season of life. I'm I am like, trying I totally to avoid that. that at all costs at this point because he was blowing into a straw, and then I yeah. was like, in my head, I said, "Don't teach him that yet. He, when he gets his drink, he's going to start blowing." And I'm not ready for that type not of mess ready. yet. Not I'm ready. Not ready for that. Your girls are a little older. You they know? are, but Stevie, Stevie is you know, approaching two in June mm-hmm. and uh, both her and Maeve were blowing bubbles and Maeve, the three-year-old is going to instigate everything that mm-hmm. she can mm-hmm. and Stevie will happily follow along <laughs> because big sister is doing it. And they were like, dad, come check this out. We're blowing bubbles and really fun. Cause like I said, it sent me into this wonderful season yeah. of like just joy and discovery as uh-huh. a kid. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cool. This is fun. Like, just and then I showed them how to like get rid of the bubble so it wouldn't overflow, and then I left and came back and milk was just everywhere <laughs> on the table. And it's just like one of those things where they know what they're doing. It's totally mischievous, but it's also like this is hilarious and just super funny. That's awesome. Is it also weird that I'm thinking of? Wait, how did you get rid of the bubbles? Can you teach you that? Term? Oh yeah, so you just take the straw oh, and just kind of like okay. circle it around. Gotcha. And then gotcha. that'll you know it's like popping the bubbles. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't pick up on that on that strategy though. They gotcha. only really. They just create them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, all the the hard work and you know, oh, terror so it can be. It's work. so much fun. But it's life giving. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really really fun. Um, and so both you and Colo. Yeah, Colo. Are working full time. Mm-hmm. Have been throughout the entire the entire last year too. So in, wow. in that regard, we're. Very, very grateful. Yeah. You know, have your parents played a, a, a big help in that? Yeah, for sure. Process. I mean, I think I was just telling you the other day, did the, my, again, a hats off to those parents who don't have family in town. Um, I'm so fortunate that my family lives less than, you know, five minutes away. Mm. Um, yeah, my mom watches him. My mom and dad watch him once a week. Amazing. Uh, and of That's course, we have a nanny too. But uh, yeah, I mean, being able to turn to them if in a pinch and just having them around to help balance things out mm-hmm. is just really, really wonderful. And my husband, Colo, his job is such where he works for 10 hour days because he's a lifeguard for the city of San Diego. And then I'm working, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, traditionally. So just kind of a different little, little schedule, but we, we, we make it through, figure things out. His schedule moves throughout the year, so all it's over kinda, the place. Yeah, it's kind of one of those Se- things. Kind of seasonal, mm-hmm. but he but he's year round. Yes, that's great. Yeah, but it, his schedule will change every six months, and even sometimes a little bit before them. But it keeps things moving, <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. What is the what is one of the things that you've been really like? If you were to look back on the last year, um, you know, new parent, but also 
um, you know, working through PR, which, I mean, the hospitality industry was impacted hugely. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that you, you're grateful for or that you've kind of looked, you can look back on and say, albeit through the chaos and the storm of everything, you, you're, you're pretty rooted or grounded in, in gratitude for something. I would say my relationships with individuals, whether that be personal connections to close friends or even clients and people who I may have considered acquaintances within the industry, because I think that the pandemic and the chaos brought people together more than they know, um, just in talking to these individuals on a regular basis and, and it brought some closeness between everyone and, and made people realize how, what, what is important and what isn't. Um, and also kind of brought the relationships that I think are lasting and meant to be to the fore, uh, and knowing that you can really rely on these people, mm-hmm. uh, that they want you to succeed and that they'll do what they can to, to help you. So I think that over the last year, kind of truth in relationships uh, was one thing that really stood out to me and was very fortunate that, uh, you know, came out on the good end. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Gosh, mm-hmm. that makes me feel warm inside. I know. What about you guys? <laughs> it's just so heartwarming to think about that. <laughs> well, we, we um, you know, we don't have any parents here. Mm-hmm. Both Christine and I are transplants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got two kids. And so to your point, the relationships that we've had and sustained and really like pressed into over the last year, who've like helped us process through things and just been support systems with the girls have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say for me, the last year has been really good because it's kind of forced me to slow down and be more present mm-hmm. um, and kind of look at unhealthy habits and um and just ways to kind of just go into 2021 on a better foot than how we were in 2020 Mm -hmm. and um hugely by you know the help of my wife christine and um, some other key like just friends those relationships and and life coaches and mentors um because i like at the core i love to just go 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 and have fun and like pursue all the Mm -hmm. things that are joyful in my life Mm -hmm. and kind of like let the things that are hard Mm -hmm. go to the wayside. Yeah. But last year really forced, you know, me to push into those things. Yeah. It got everyone outside their comfort zone and and echoing what you just said that like really hit a chord is coming out of this, the lessons that we've learned, Mm -hmm. I think for the most part will make us better individuals, not only on a, personal level, being able to have more self-awareness and what we need for our body and mentally and emotionally, but also maybe in business. I mean, innovation out of necessity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so that I totally agree with you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's been, you know, hard, but really excited for moving forward, feeling healthier and better on, on better feet grounded and just Mm -hmm. better mental state than Definitely, I was a year ago. Yeah. So pre-pandemic. I know. Which is good. It's kind of like the silver lining of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And hopefully we just continue to move in our progression. Yeah. That's a good one. What about you, Lorna? Um, so this kind of goes off yours, but <laughs> I feel like I move 
at a sloth's pace like most of the time (laughs) so it was actually really nice everyone was on my level this last year and so I've always not argued but my family gives me a hard time about it but I just move slow and then I process things really slowly and I need like at least an hour and 15 minutes to eat my lunch and that's healthy I think I just I need time and I just yeah so I just I eat in like five minutes yeah no it's just (laughs) well everything's just slower for me um so it was nice to have everyone on my level it felt good to just see you guys we're all gonna be okay (laughs) that's so interesting to hear I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that of you and it's not a negative thing but you I mean you are so with the ideas that you have that I hear you talk about mm-hmm. and some of the things that you do outside of work, I mean, you're so driven, right? Yeah. Um, and thanks. you would think that that comes because you have to have a fast pace and you're constantly, you know, but I've probably been thinking about all these things for at least 30 <laughs> days yeah. at that point. <laughs> well, that's refreshing <laughs> to hear. Slow pace. Yeah. It's a slow, slow pace. pace. And yeah. you just opened up the time for me to talk about it. Probably <laughs> <laughs> they float around, but oh. yeah, I've moved pretty dang slow. So, oh. um, so yeah, that's been really nice. It's just to, to feel like not every, cause that's what I think will stress me out is when everyone else is moving so fast. I'm mm-hmm. like, everybody slow down so that felt pretty nice better get ready i know it's coming yeah i know i'm a little scared but it's okay so it's been (laughs) i just i think i think going forward i'm just gonna whenever i'm i'm with you i'm just gonna pretend to move as a sloth yeah (laughs) it just goes super slow through everything i'd probably really like it actually (laughs) Like don't move too fast. Don't move too fast. Hey, no fast movements. Uh, Be very slow. Yeah. Uh, schedule two hour meetings, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two hour lunches. Two yeah. hour lunches. Um, okay, and then so going into this next year, or the year that we're in, uh, moving forward, what are what are a couple of things you're really excited about? And it could be you know like personal or career, but you know what you know if you were to say, I don't I don't want to say light at the end of the tunnel because that that makes it feel like we're in a tunnel mm-hmm. you know and we just talked about all these things we're really grateful for and you know we, we amazingly live in san diego and we have this beautiful place that we work mm-hmm. um and there's a ton of things that we, we're grateful for but what are you really excited about for this year mm. okay um let's start with being able to again be more social with everyone mm-hmm. and yeah. go like, I miss going to an event and hugging people yes. and Ugh. just ha- like being I don't I used to like being in really crowded areas but I just want that closeness yeah. with the greater community um so that number one being able to like be out be social get back to quote quote the new normal um personally watching my son of course grow and develop with his little personality and just seeing where that goes um also I am in the midst of trying to expand my house so that's kind of like a whole other crazy you know adventure um that I'm really looking forward to and I'm excited about because again I'm not I did not go the route of interior designer but I really like that stuff so I'm, I'm just having a ball with it and then oh fun so you're you're doing a lot of that designer inspiration at least for for that mm-hmm. oh yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> plus not to mention i don't have the budget to afford a real interior <laughs> designer so, so yeah we were just trying to build the dang yeah, thing yeah carissa you know. um and then uh let's see work-wise just continue i mean continuing to work with my clients that i have been working with but also 
um, bringing on new individuals and people who I believe in their stories and you know support their brands and we're definitely seeing a surge of interest and things are picking back up yeah. we're headed in a good direction um, so that's exciting to me when we're busy at work which we are we're busy all the time yeah um that's the great <laughs> thing about being a, an agency rather than being in-house it's like every day is different it's very fast-paced moving Lord, not, not, <laughs> not for me not for me. <laughs> <laughs> super fast-paced but um i thrive off of that fast pace and i think i thrive off of stress too so just getting back to that will be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it that's cool. I love that. Yeah. And I guess I should also, I mean, I should probably like start working out again and going to the gym and stuff <laughs> and all that. Maybe fitness. Fitness should be something <laughs> I look forward to again. That's fun. What were you doing Because this before? whole at-home workout oh. was not working for me. No, no. Uh, it's so hard. Oh, so hard. One thing I actually find a lot of parallels to uh, with, with working out is working out at home mm-hmm. and uh, working so exercise and working. Some people work from home. Some people exercise at home really, really, really well. Because mm, they can do, they, they have that mindset. Yeah. And some people can't do that. And they need to be in a gym or a co-working atmosphere See, that where they're surrounded me. by. Right. So it's yes. like coffee shop. You just need to be in the buzz of people doing it uh-huh. and being inspired by other people. And it's like when you're in a gym, you see this person doing that. And it's like, oh, I've never thought about doing that. Or just the, the aura is that the yeah, word the vibe. the vibe and just the yeah just that and so it i it, i'm not surprised that you don't love working out at home because you seem to be really happy and you'd love thri- yeah. like you I thrive mean, i was here. here during the pandemic but i think no one was at the office <laughs> yeah. i'm going to the office yeah um yeah i mean also i'm it's not comp- competition based either at the gym, right? It's not, we're not no. like seeing, seeing someone else lifting weight. You're like, no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, I, 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 I need to go. I need to get back into the, I'm like one of those people that I like being in at a gym or spark cycle over here is great. Love their outdoor classes mm. as well. Just You've probably heard them. I know. Yeah. heard them. They're, they bump. They do. Good Nine music. times out of 10, I want to dance every single time when I mm-hmm. walk by but I am so embarrassed to even attempt every single time. That's why you have to get into a class because then you can just move around. On yeah. The that's a good point. There you go. The have music. so much sass and attitude, body yeah. rolls. <laughs> I, don't. I can never, cycle. I can never get the momentum coordination of pedaling and dancing though. I feel like my body just, there's been can. a couple of times where I had to visit the chiropractor <laughs> afterwards, but for the most part, you know, uh, you can, you so, can uh, accommodate what suits best for you. But yeah, I love, Love Spark Cycle. It's a good one. Shout out to Spark Cycle. Mm-hmm. That is great. Um, do you think you guys will live here forever in San Ooh, Diego? Good question. I've asked my husband that because he's from Hawaii. And I'm like, do you want to get back to Hawaii? And I think we will. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Especially with his career. He'll stay here. Yeah, we'll stay here. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind living elsewhere sure. down the road when I'm retired. Mm-hmm. My, you know kid slash kids eventually will be older and can take care of themselves i would love that of course um i would love to also live in hawaii but but for the time being we're in san diego (laughs) yeah yeah not not a terrible second yeah no that's exciting i love that i'm I'm excited for you guys thanks um gosh this has been really fun i know it goes by so fast i know every single time um well it's because we're just chit-chatting we're chatting Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm um, I don't, I mean, this has been, this has been a really big treat. I, you know, it's really fun to get to know people and members and, you know, we've got, we've had a relationship outside of 
commons, even though that's where it's originated. I've gone to events where, mm-hmm. you know, and we've worked with PR stuff and mm-hmm. it's always fun to kind of get to chat more and hear more about your story and, you know, share that with all our, our listeners. And so, um, we love having you at Moniker. Thank you. I love being at Moniker and you guys are amazing. And if you're listening and you don't have a a space Moniker, you should come down to Brian and Lorna. (laughs) Come check it out. Yeah. Tell your friends. We've got common desks, private desks and private offices. Yes. And, um, and you will gain an automatic 15 pounds in your first week because of all the amazing restaurants uh, <laughs> yeah. on here. So get that spark cycle membership. Yeah. It's just a big, big uh, community there. So yeah. this has been a treat. Thanks for all your time and appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. That was fun. Okay. And for our listeners, um, social media or websites, where can people find you, learn more about you or H2, whichever kind of you want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, h2publicrelations.com is our website. Our social is at h2pr. And then my personal Instagram is at Carissa Rosenthal, but I'm private. So just slide into my DMs if you have a question. <laughs> there you go. The PR magician. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Carissa. Oh, we're starting. <laughs> we are. Welcome to the fact check segment of What We Have in Common, a podcast by Monica Commons. <laughs> this is my favorite segment, at least when there's things to fact check. This is your favorite segment. No, no, I actually really enjoy I love talking to our members. That part is actually really, really uh my favorite. This is my second favorite segment. I think this was this is uh this is gonna be a quickie. <laughs> is that appropriate? Yeah. It's just quick. Yeah. We didn't lie much on this one. Nope. We're pretty truthful. Yeah. Everything we said. Oh, I think a lot of it was on, in reason. with especially with the tour de San Diego was just opinions. Yeah. So we can't really lie much when it's your opinion. Mm-mm. You didn't really say anything that absurd this this time around, so that was good. I didn't have much to fact check. I was pretty truthful. I th- am I getting better and better about telling the truth? I think you're just more aware now. That you're being <laughs> I'm a little more sensitive to how I steer people. <laughs> the responsibility of having a podcast. Yeah. So. What about the Doug song at the beginning? Yeah, but I said that was a Doug song. We didn't have to check that. That's true. And I said it was Skeeter on the trash can. And that's true. And that was true. And his name's Doug. Funny. And Patty. Mayonnaise. <laughs> I hate her name. Okay, well, that's a wrap, I guess. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed Carissa. And I hope you guys, I know I am going to go to some of those restaurants that she talked about. Oh, yeah. Check out the show notes for all these goodies. And we out. Yep. Bye. Bye.